0: Welcome to the Still Telling It Like It Is program. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I want you to invite you, push those little buttons, invite your friends, your family, your enemies, invite any of those that are breathing, because I guarantee you they will get something out of today's program. I am with my very special friend, Apostle Barry Cook. And who is co-hosting with me, whether he realizes it or not, until God finishes doing what it is that God wants to do. And so uh, he is a off-the-hook young man, and I'm just honored to have him as a friend. So come on, Apostle Barry. And... <laughs>
1: Well, praise God. It is wonderful to be here. I love what we're doing and what we're able to talk about and um, and uh, appreciate the responses from the people. And uh, thank you guys for taking an opportunity to listen and for passing it on to people if it ministers to you or you know somebody that it may minister to. Doc Baker, it always an honor to be with you on here. Look forward to continuing down the line. We started last week talking about building in the spirit you know, and uh, kind of left off with uh, Mark sixteen twenty, and it says, and they went out and preached everywhere while well, the Lord worked with them and confirmed by the signs and what that followed, that followed, that followed what they were preaching. Hallelujah. You need to be preaching something and, um, and it needs to be Jesus. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I had somebody just uh, the other day, two, three days ago that was asking me about, you know, going to a healer that doesn't believe in um, you know in Jesus, but uh, you know they believe in God, and um, you know uh, they wondered if it was okay because they they couldn't. There was any faith healers around there, and 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 so, but um, it was cheaper than the doctors, so they just wondered. You know what? I was like, Lord Jesus. So I had to walk them through it, you know, and uh, try to move through the thing. But you know, there's there's we talk about the gifts of the spirit, and it's not that you know Paul didn't know. Paul knew other people could do it. Um, I mean, he he said in 1 Corinthians twelve, he said, "Listen, the deal is, is there's all kind of people out there doing this stuff." But if they don't come in this name, if they don't proclaim this and then you're coming in another way. You're coming in through an unrighteous way. You know, there's you just don't don't mess with that. He was trying to tell the people to be careful about serving other spirits while they think they're doing something positive. You know, I could understand the fact that it was gonna save money and all that, but you know, the devil will get you somewhere down the road. I just say that, you know, so we began talking about building in the spirit and we kind of left off when they pulled it up to, okay, that's the concept of building in the spirit. And please get last week's if you didn't hear it, just so I don't go backwards again, because I can get caught back up reviewing and, um, you know, but, but really then the, when I talk about building the spirit, that's where a lot of people stop. We had a, we had a good service today. What does that mean? You know, well, you know, the, the presence of the Lord was strong today, okay? And What did that mean? I mean, that's what church is, the presence of the Lord. I mean, so, but now, what did you maneuver differently because it moved, or did you just do nothing? So you missed your spot to pivot the church. Oh, I, well, no, I didn't want to mess it up and say, that's the problem. We're going to grow up in it to where we become builders in it, and when we sense it, we sense Okay, God, you're here for a reason. We talked about this last week. He didn't just show up to show up. He's not just floating around like a Casper in the corner. You know, hi, boys and girls. You know, (laughs) I'm your friendly ghost. You know, (laughs) it did, but we have to understand we've got to grow. And so, pastors, leaders, team leaders, whatever you're calling them, apostles, whatever of the church the senior pastor the senior leader need to create a greater inner dynamic of spirit life within the church because it has to have all in the church because you can't maneuver parts and hook them together and expect them to run smoothly unless you got all inside the canister so you know it's up to uh, that that senior person to be responsible to see a powerful flow of the holy spirit and supernatural energy in the life stream of the church. And that doesn't mean it has to always come from him, but his hunger to facilitate it and farm it from his people and then manage them like a coach if he's got to, to, is for the, not, not just, oh, we were so good today. So many people got to step into their gift. That's not why people step into their gift. Okay, I've said this a billion times, and I feel like my throat is getting dry saying it. This is not about your mission; it is about his mission. This is not if your mission crosses his mission, then you get blessed if it doesn't, you don't bottom line. no other scripture says anything other than that you just don't like it. I mean people don't like that because it's not a selfish gospel it's not i mean it's 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 god's ways god's God's earth, God's creation, God's purposes. But he tells us, if you'll help me with my purposes and stick with it, I'll take care of yours. That's the deal in it. And that's where it gives us covenant rights you know, to be able to talk covenant again, means going both ways. People think, I don't know what they think. Does it mean that I got to pray every day? Well, you don't do that. Does it mean I got to read my Bible, you know, a couple times a week, you're not doing that either. Well, does it mean I have to go to church once a week? Well, most people aren't doing that either. So what does it mean? What does it mean? Because it's something in your heart that begins to pursue God for who he is, as we were talking about last week, until you just Find yourself in a place of life, your life giving source, you know, and there's reasons why I'll just let me, let me give you a couple of that I just jotted down, but on uh, my notebook here, but uh, several reasons why the senior leaders need to be builders in the spirit and create a greater inner dynamic of the spirit life in a local assembly. And I'm just using the church as an example. This ain't about the church. It's a bit, you know, whatever. It's about you. It's about you and your family. It's about you and two or three gathered. It's about the church. Whatever. I mean, you know, there's anal spirits running so bad through the church right now. They're just hiding, hiding behind intellect. and And all they do is question after question after question. And the resolve never leads to spirit life. It's ignorance. It's foolishness. Foolish talk. Foolish talk. It's demonic talk because it wastes time. It wastes energy. It discourages people, and it makes everybody think they're they're greater than they actually are. Because really, they're not doing nothing. They're just talking, anyway. Talking heads. You know, this is so. In, in these things, like the first thing that that really comes to my spirit is, you know, we've got to be builders in the spirit because it intensifies the move of God among God's people, not only in the local church, but among God's people. You know, the Holy Spirit uh, can move with intensity when the powers of the enemy in the flesh aren't the focus. I mean, so many churches make the mistake, and I'm a, I am talk about deliverance more than a lot of my peers. I don't know why, but anyway, I do, because it's part of the gospel. Everywhere Jesus did he cast out devils. Jesus was a deliverance preacher, like it or not. He was. He was also an evangelist. He was also a builder. He was a, he was a deliverance. But you can't look at his ministry and say he didn't. He, and he told us every time, you guys do it too. You know, When the apostles went out for the first time, before they were really, really called apostles yet, they were sent out, cast out devils. He told them, don't rejoice at the devils. They're submitting to you, but rejoice, you know, in me that, I mean, it's from my, again, he's reminding them constantly. This ain't about your deliverance preacher ministry. This is about the gospel expanding. So, you know, we can spend time hyping deliverance and it have all the right things. But if those don't include conversions, baptisms and, 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 you know, deliverances and forward movement in people's lives, then even that is is the wrong. I'm not saying don't do it. And that's another thing I hear people say all the time. They well, we shouldn't even be doing that. Bull crap. It's better than what you do, which is nothing. You know, you do the same thing every week. You come on Facebook, mouth off. You come do a couple zooms, mouth off. You get in your pulpit on Sunday, a mouth off, and you ain't grew in 20 years. I mean, come on. <laughs> Help me, Jesus! I'm glad I can't see the comments. I love you guys. But anyway, <laughs> the, the I'm just trying to say <laughs> the Holy Spirit can invade that place and ignite the fire on all of those that are prepared in 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 you know materials. When you're a prepared vessel before the Lord, you're you're there before Him, looking for His fire. To consume you, to consume your works, to 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 draw a line between flesh and spirit inside of you, to point things out in you that are, you know, that are wrong. You know, I think. Um, well, I, I'm just going to be honest with you, and I'm going to tell you this. Here's here's an example. Can I tell you? Here's an example. Okay, you know, Mayor Light put up in Chicago. God, God bless her soul. <laughs> <laughs> She needs it. Anyway, I'm sorry. But um and I digress. But 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 here's the deal. I posted that meme with her in Beetlejuice. You know, when she was looking rough. Remember that one? She was looking rough. She did look a lot like him. But you know what? I posted that sucker. And about the time I got it posted and giggled at myself, I, I got off the computer and I went to do my I heard the Holy Spirit say, Barry. I'm thinking, wow. He's like, delete that right now. And he starts talking to me about, do you not understand what she's battled her whole life in looking how she looks, dealing with the comments, dealing with the, I said, she's been beaten up her whole life and now you're gonna contribute to that. That's not the problem. You're making fun of something that the enemy's using you to tie into her, you know, a political disbelief that you have now stop it. I immediately deleted it and got off. But you know, the point was, I saw other people do it, make jokes about it, all that. I didn't click it. I didn't look at it. I don't, because after he said something, I was like, oh my God, create a clean heart in me. Oh God. You know, because I didn't even think that's how quick, it's how quick we do things sometimes. And we do it in the church and we feel like it's right and we're not even listening. So how can we build in the spirit if we can't hear God talk to us that way? We'll mistreat people that shouldn't be mistreated. We'll we'll speak to people that should, we'll speak out of time to things. We'll use our authority to push or when we're feeling tired and in the flesh, we'll mouth off and it's okay. But if one of the people around us do it, then they're they're in rebellion. How does that work? You know, because we can't judge ourselves. We have to judge. I mean, I didn't judge myself well in my younger days. I, I, you know, I thought that would look bad on myself. Now I don't, I don't care. I'd rather call myself out. And I do because it's critical, you know, um, Elijah who had the spirit of Elijah and then the mantle of Elijah stood at the shores of the Jordan. and, And he said something like this, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah, in 2 Kings. Now, without the God of Elijah, the spirit in the mantle of Elijah would lose its interoperational force of God, life, and power. I'm talking about transitioning things now. You know, we can't transition something in the spirit just because we take the words of a philosophy and re-preach it, but it doesn't live in it. It's not, we have put no spiritual blood, sweat, and tears over it. And all that mean is yearning, you know, praying over, you know, meditating, pulling into, you know, because building in the spirit is also for the purpose of seeing divine transformation in people's lives. Because I mean today we, we, we talk a lot about it, but we see very little, very little of it happening. And I'm not judging, I'm just saying It's true. And, and, you know, I remember again, I know I refer to this kind of stuff, but I know growing up, I watched people come in drunks and get up. I mean, head and do South as they used to say, and get, get up from that altar. And they were different from then on. I, I, have memories in my childhood of people I knew were roughnecks and and wouldn't come with their spouses or whatever. And then the next thing you know, they come to a meeting all grumpy. They go up, they get broke, they come out, and now they're at the church. They're helping, they're giving. They're, it's like they've been saved their whole life, and and they were obstinate. I mean, but they those kind of things made an imprint on me in my life. Um, you know, I remember I had a youth pastor who was an older guy and a volunteer, and he was like an ex-Navy guy. And and, uh, and he was, you know, he looked real rough on a Sunday. And he, he began talking to us one time as teenagers in our class about how that he had been battling with lust. He was married and had kids and, you know. I'm thinking, ooh, he's talking to us, but he got permission first. I, I, I didn't, I can't I do have to say that he did get permission because he told us. And um, and he sat there in front of us and cried, and he said, I have not slept in two nights because I told the Lord, help me, and I'm not sleeping till I get delivered. He goes, I'm not doing it, but it's 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 tormenting me, and I want to be free. Parents got mad. Some of the parents got mad at us, you know, for doing that. But I still have friends in that meeting that talk about Reverend. We call him Brother Davies. This is his name, and that that Brother Davies that we remember vividly that time, that day, and he got up and prayed for us all, and laid hands. He's just weeping and crying, and you could feel such a transfer of the anointing. I mean, it was like whoa. And, and he wasn't saying, "I'm preach all holiness," but you, he told his story and then prayed that God would keep us and fill us with. And just you could just feel the the purity of God, like running. I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, like I say, all of us and some of them even aren't where they need to be with God, but they still that marked them like that stuck with them because there was no denying. There was a transfer. And, and, you know, I say that because the leadership has to allow God's manifested presence to, 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 to permeate through the life of the church, through the life of their faith, through the programs, so that there will be deep, meaningful changes in people's lives. That's why we say, people say, oh, you, you you have a problem with programs. I'm like, no, 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 I did tons of programs. But every program, we we judge it by that mission. If it was not hitting the mission, we cut it out. If the lines in the play didn't hit the mission, we cut it out. If the song wasn't didn't, didn't point on the mission, we cut it out. A lot of good stuff we cut out. It's good stuff. I used to tell people all the time, listen to this listen to this other stuff at home if you want to. But you can't pressure me to, to do it here because it's, I got to keep it in line with it. Because as long as we stayed in that mission, it was blessings. I had to hold on. I couldn't keep up with the movement. He just needed me to co-labor with it, but I had to stay on the mission. So that's why today, even, you know, people are like, oh, you're going to go on that again. I'm like, I get off of it. I, 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 the, my life starts to go under financially, mentally, spiritually, everything. I get back on it. All I got to do is stay with God and stay on it. And it's become a joy of my life. (laughs) It's become. You
0: know, one of the things that you said, that just, did something to me. You know, when I um, surrendered my life, th- there was something going on in the 700 Club. I was watching the 700 Club that morning. And that night before, I'd been an orgy, d- done all that kind of stuff. You know, I was going to have to get my nose redone because of all the cocaine and stuff like that. But from that day, Barry, from that morning at 7.20 in the morning, okay, on that Monday morning, from that day to this one, there has been a there. I mean, things change. I mean, you know, it just changed. Do, do you understand? Yeah. And what I'm saying is this: you see, this was a real thing. This was a deliverance. This was all of this stuff. And this is the this is the reason. This is the reason. I mean, you know, for the holiness that I walk in, the 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 transparency and all of that. And it's like, I've had people say, well, you don't look too holy. Well, you know, I never will look that kind of holy that you're talking about, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's I have to have that heaven. I have to have that relationship. I have to have that intimacy. I have to have that intercourse. I must have it right. because if I don't have it, there is nothing but death. And this is what you're bringing forth. And uh, this is just so needed. So needed. I don't need another uh, uh, uh tricked out meeting, I don't yeah. need another uh, good word. I, I it, it's about transformation, it's about impartation, it's about introduction. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you, you know, and, and to flip that on another side is like the prayer habit, habit of Jesus while on earth affected the disciples deeply. I'm talking about. What you do affecting, you know, the prayer habit of John Knox affected the Queen of Scotland so that she feared the prayers more than she did, you know, the other armies, you know, And, and, you know, and, and, and that's, if you know the story, you know, her, he'd open his window, but he wasn't doing it. He didn't even know she could hear you know, I mean, he didn't find out till later, till she started trying to kill him. You know? But Bloody Mary, you know, Mary Queen of Scots—that's where we get the Bloody Mary. So, anyway, she was trying; she hated his. But but his prayers tormented her. Every time he took off praying, she would like, you know, I felt every fiber of my being, you know, just you know, it was like his prayers were were stirring her demons up. It's interesting, but that was felt by everyone that hurt again. These guys, Jesus wasn't praying just so, you know, I'll just pray out loud and so they'll hear me and then they'll ask me what to do and then I've got my three points ready. Not even, he's just being one with the father. Guys, I'm going to pull over here and stop and pray. Y'all do whatever. <laughs> you know, and boom, he goes. And they're like, oh, come on. How long is he going to do this? Maybe we should do it. No, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm like, you know, like, like people normally do. But, um, you know, instead... Uh, he was trying to influence, but cause, and it caused a transformation in a pull. into so what we do, how we do it and what we carry and what we're committed to in our personal life without having to preach speaks to other people, you know, and and, and also build, being a builder in the spirit causes us to see a greater release of faith and, and supernatural. I see the miraculous, but that sounds too general, but I, I'm talking about you you and you and I both know there has been videos made by secular companies about cities who turn to God mainly in third world countries but they're like recorded they're they're all around that that marked off area no no crops would grow no plants would grow no no the no water supply was all bad but in their little spot all their plants started growing, their water got purified and the people are living whole and healthy when they're living in community with the Lord and keeping the covenant with God. And you know, why didn't that happen everywhere? The point of it is, is it still happens and it happens as examples to us that we continue in faith and, it, and it, that it truly can happen with us. And also the point of that is, to, again, to show that God has no problem taking an atmosphere that comes into alignment with heaven and the word of God and, and beginning to pour out blessings on that group. The purpose is not the blessings. The purpose is to encourage the people to be about the father's business in all areas. And listen, whether it makes sense to you or not, because sometimes I think to myself, wow, that's crazy. But as I got older in life, I thought, I thought you know, here's the deal. I have a choice. I live with nothing and no belief and nothing to, to throw out there and live for. Or I go ahead and take this thing by faith and throw it out there and live. I just don't get tripped like I used to. Some people don't receive it or they choose to act like they want to. I'm like, eh, well, still what I believe. Here's why. Because Christianity was meant to be a belief system change, not just a, you know, a religious ideology, you know, that's why I tell people all the time when, when that baby was brought to Jesus, I mean, when Jesus was, when Mary was pregnant and her and Joseph went to that inn, and, and I remember, I remember looking up the word when it says there's no room at the end. And I remember when I first looked it up and the first time I looked it up, it said um, the first in the etymology of the word institution. And that hit my spirit because I felt like there is no room in the institution to contain Jesus. There's no room in institutions to contain Jesus people. Yet the church was organized, prophetic, Apostolic, communal, um, purpose driven, but they didn't require all the institution. And it's the institution that comes in and starts at doing all the add ons always talk about. They had known Mary, they had on, hey, well, if you buy these bones, you know, buy this water from the Holy Land, you know, if you do, I mean, that, all, if few thousand dollar prophetic line, I mean, we got all these add ons that come along afterwards that that we go for today because it's not, the point of it is a point of contact. I mean point of contact doesn't have to be something you bought from somebody. I mean I get how people are. People are superstitious by nature though. I mean you can hand them a little um you know a little thing of Jesus, a little little statue of Jesus, say you hold this in the morning and in the evening and say Jesus, 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 three times and your circumstances will come. And somebody might say, oh my God, it's miraculous it happened. But you understand it's your Faith in Jesus. That little old statue didn't have nothing to do with it, baby. That was just a little, little something for your little baby spirit to hold on to, so you didn't get lost. You know, you were able to hold on to Jesus. You know, he's right there in your hand. Hold him, daddy, and you know, hold him. You know, because he's right here. I know it. Ooh, twice a day, twice a day. I even carried it in my pocket today. <laughs> I showed a lot of behind. You no, know, great. But you didn't have to, but it's a point of contact and hold it, you know, hold it if you need to, but it's not going to do you any good. It's not in the Bible. It's not what God says to do any of that kind of stuff. So I'm just saying all those institutional things hinder the flow of building in the spirit. You can't build in the spirit when your system surrounds all your man-made add-ons that you got to hoop through in order to get the way you need to get to in the kingdom. That means it's your kingdom, not his kingdom because his kingdom don't have those same hoop doops So I know it's 26. Uh, You you want me to go a minute? (laughs) What do you want me to? Okay. All right. All right. You know, we got to stir faith in the hearers to believe God uh, for more miracles that take place, not only in our lives, but in lives all around us. And God wants to move. Acts fourteen, eight through ten, it says, And at Lystra there was sitting a certain man without strength in his feet, lame from his mother's wound, who'd never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke, and when he fixed his eyes upon him and had seen that he had faith to be made well, there's a, there's something right there. He said with a loud voice, he didn't whisper, he should have been this. These folks said they don't have to be loud. He wasn't. He was moved with passion. Stand upright on your feet. And he leaped up and began to walk. When spiritual atmosphere is saturated with God's manifested presence, the faith level of the people rise. They look at you differently when you're preaching. They're waiting on something to happen. And more miracles and signs and wonders are set in motion because of the release of faith in the middle of the people. Last thing, abundant supplies. Of provision, new jobs, new freedom, liberties, visions, dreams, and general and spiritual well being of the church and God's people result as rising and beginning to be an abundant normal happening.
0: Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> I agree. Hallelujah. Oh, you did good. You just worked that. You did good at the, I mean, yes, yes. You know, while you were ministering, <clears throat> I got about thirty seconds, or not even that long. While you were ministering, I mean, you could sense the 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 presence of God in this because you know, uh, uh you could you could sense something was happening. So I'm telling the people um, uh, people that I know that if you uh, are tuned in to whatever it is. I believe that healings take took place. I believe that some transformations and things let us know what it is that happened. We don't want to know just so we can put it on a, uh, a Facebook. We want to know so that we can keep contact with you so that you can, uh, you know, you can get any rate, whatever. Uh, join us at the convergence tomorrow uh in, in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, Apostle Barry will be there and so will I. He'll be ministering on that Friday. Uh yep, that's it is next week. It is the
1: Hey, did you see me? I was like, what the heck? I'm like
0: looking at my calendar. I'm like, oh my
1: God, no.
0: 23rd, 24th. And uh, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So we will see you tomorrow. I I mean, yeah, we will see you tomorrow, tomorrow night at the Convergence. This is Apostle Baker, uh, Jay Baker, and Apostle Barry Cook saying bye-bye. And we will see you next week at the same time, same station. Thank you for letting us come into your space. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for watching Kingdom First TV, your station for
0: Kingdom inspiration.